Content warning! This episode portrays caste and class violence, as well as blood, gore, more blood, body horror, mentions and repetition of undead, references to violation of privacy and agency, as well as the endless spoiling of perfectly good cabbages. Hello, my name is Toritaka Makoto. I'm pleased to make your acquaintance. It's always nice to meet someone affiliated with the Emerald Office. Oh, it seems your colleagues have already interviewed the two prospective new lords of the mod, the entitled magnate alchemist Tashatuma and the heterodox researcher Isawa Nobu. But this talk now is not about that, is it? No, we are discussing what your magistrates will be doing now, some good old police work. I want to thank all that are supporting them on this investigation, in particularly Ross Carnham and Jason Flower. I'll check into the files that uh, you already got from uh, the case that, um, that Ichima transferred to you. And you go through the preliminary analysis and documentation, and you see the three victims that um, that were. Uh, one was Aiko, a poor farmer that uh, had been uh, someone that had committed some crimes back home, and was atoning uh, through a five years contract serving the Mia. Another was Sato, a dentist that moved to Hirosaka. On his papers, it only says for love. Then there was Mamoru, a peddler from Mamikake that was here to buy rare medicine that was grown by vessels of the moth. The bodies have been cremated long before you had any interest in this investigation. And the report from the specialists says that the, the tree died to the strangulation that the bodies of Sato and Aiku seemed weirdly desiccated, as if they had experienced extreme blood loss before their death. Mamor's body was the only one that showed signs of struggle, as if they had fought some wild beast. There were some odd scratches on their body akin to rubbing against shark skin or the tooth marks of a lamprey's mouth. Ijima's notes finish remarking that the victims never met each other and frequented different districts of Hirosaka. The only lead that she had is that they all used to drink at the Greening Mujina Sake House near the destroyed river port. I mean, I guess we should start, we should start there, right? I mean, we don't have any eyewitnesses. We might as well start there. So what's the plan? Are we going for, you know, covertly casing the joint? Are we going in and just asking people for information? What do we want to do? I'm thinking about this now, and I'm thinking of the times where we've tried to investigate literally anything previously, and this part always goes very bad for us, doesn't it? I actually think that the loud approach might be better here, because A, anyone who saw that's going to come forward and we're like, hey, we're looking into it, and B... Part of the problem with us in Hirosaka is the community doesn't think we're doing shit about shit. And the loud approach shows them like, hey, they're actually doing something. 
I like that. I also kind of like the idea just shake the tree, see what falls out. Might be bees. So put on our fanciest magistrate clothes, gather some of our Eureki, and go right to the source and start asking around at the grinning Mujina. We said we were going to go in our, we're going to go very official to just collect statements, find out what people know. It is one of the few places that has four walls on the district that has not been devastated. It is a dingy place that barely counts as a sake house, and it only appeals to the poorest people in town and sailors. There is dust everywhere, and the smell is foul. It is dirty and strong alcohol. As you see people drinking it, it seems poorly brewed. And they all seem to be eating the same dish. Some mix of dried fish flakes and shredded akusai cabbage, all soaked and cooked in vinegar. It is really intense. You can almost see the clouds of the smell. And the only staff member is uh, seems to be a young woman running around uh, bringing more cabbage and more drinks and she seems to be trailing to attend to all the people there Minoru's going to just walk in holding a piece of paper announcing that I'm looking for anyone who has any information about and I'm just going to list the names of the three dead peasants and that needs to step forward now. Ron looks at you baffled and um, the, the servant just drops a plate and it spills can- a cabbage and vinegar on the floor but everyone else just laughs. Minoru reverts to how the scorpion have an ugly tradition of treating their peasants and just starts ordering them and being as commanding as he can. Do you notice that there is no noise or heat coming from the kitchen as an entire ship's crew rises around you and one old woman grabs the serving girl and shakes her. Where is watchful? Where is hatchful? And she sobs, today, ah, I don't know what to do. And one of the sailors bows at you as they are surrounding three of you. Now, now, Emerald Magistrate, you must be confused. Why would you be doing active policing here? And they laugh even more. So how do we want to do this? Because user made standpoint is very much you've insulted my lord's authority and i don't take kindly to that yeah i think hajime is in the same camp like you know i'm not in character he's not for just beating the shit out of a bunch of peasants or whatever but he's definitely this is wildly disrespectful i mean they have a point he's not supposed to be active policing but i i am i active policing i'm asking for leads on an active case yeah, that did not come through to them. That's fair. Yuzume will walk up to this sailor and get perhaps a little bit closer than is polite and just look up at him because she is quite short and say, if you will not speak to my magistrate, 
then perhaps you will speak to one of his Yuriki, who thankfully is doing active policing in the region. And she has one of those, you know, very thin smiles on her face, like do not mess kind of smiles. With uh, the local magistrate, I was not expecting you to come back. Mamore was our friend. She came with us. The local magistrates have turned this over to the Emerald Office. We are hoping to find out whatever we can so that we can bring justice to whoever did this to your friend. It could be four days. Would you rather we wait longer and have it be a week? I suppose it's better than nothing, but if we know anything, we will have acted on it. Run down the details you do remember anyway. We might notice something you didn't. Well, it's as I told the firefighters that the Sepon sent. Mamoru, she was supposed to meet us again for drinks, and she was running a little late, and we heard on an alleyway nearby screaming, and we got there, and we found her. Anything else unusual? Other than uh, the freaking marks? No, nothing. So that's Momoru. What about the other two? Anything else that you can remember? Anything unusual in the days leading up to their unfortunate death? You're going to have to take a talk with Mayuma. And Mayuma's hair clothes are covered in uh, reconstituted fish and vinegar. And she shakes as she gets up. Uh, uh, I remember the dentist. He was nice. He, it was one week ago. He drank a lot. And I was sent home. And Watchful remained. Yeah, Watchful closed that day. He was up too late with Sato that night. And Sato left quite drunk. And he was found dead in his bed the next day. Where is, and Watchful's not here today. I heard you say that earlier. Do you know where Watchful lives? Yes, it's not very far away. And was he seen with uh, Aiko? Uh, yes, of course. I mean, Aiko was regular. He has been uh, coming here ever since they started working on, uh, on the buildings around the place. Most people don't like the Mia workers around, but uh, Aiko is relatively popular. And who's preparing, and you're preparing the food in the kitchen, right? And she seems a bit embarrassed. It's from yesterday, and you can see everyone across the sake house indignant. I know it, it was, you're just serving what was prepared yesterday. This is unacceptable, even for a place like this. Ah, you see everyone kind of losing it. Gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen. Yeah, we have a new cook, uh, Ashiro. They also failed to shoot for work. Do you know where Ashiro stays? He still does not have a place. Uh, I think, well, he works at two places, both here and at the inn called Lark Song. You can ask there where he's staying at. Well, you truly have been helpful. How much have these men paid for their meal? Uh, Tripus, 
All right. I'm going to dip into my, for lack of a better term, petty cash and just pay for, just give them their money back. Here's four, four boo. Yeah. Four boo. Gentlemen, take your money back. Have an excellent day. Thank you for helping us. Catch the bastard that did this to Mamoru. Well, you know what to do, magistrate, but you don't have to do it fast. Of course. All right, let's go check out this next lead. I want to stop at Watchful's house. Follow the direction, and it is indeed not far away. It is in another miserable part of the Riverport. Well, all parts of the Riverport are miserable. But this one is right next to the massive warehouses of the great clans. The only things that aren't touched by the storm. And this is the first time you're probably being close to them. And these gargantuan warehouses of the, of the Azuki, of the, uh, of the Daidoji, and of the Ide, they just loom over everything. Not even the roof seems damaged. And they cover that section in shadows. And near to it, you can see a small shrine to Daikoku. And what seem to be several rice broking offices. And again, people don't seem to like to live here, even if the houses are still uh, more or less intact. And it is a small house, a two floors uh, house next to it. And you can see just from outside that uh, the first floor seems to be mostly empty, even before you went it. And you can see Oh, open window in the attic, flowing dirt inside. I'm going to yell, basically just watchful. And if there's no response, then we're going to walk in. <laughs> yeah, and you come inside and indeed the house was not only nearly empty. You can see whatever little belongings existed. Uh, they are packed as if the owner was planning to depart anytime soon. You can see the Daisho stand folded. You can see the local shrine has, is, is already packaged for transportation. You can see that there is no sake or incense nearby. No fire in the fireplace. No ashes. It seems, again, everything has been tightly prepared for someone to leave. I say, well, this does not look favorably upon Watchful, that's to be sure. Not at all. Uh, Hajime-san, check the attic quickly. I'm going to look around the grounds. Uh, he nods and starts to head upstairs. He has his hand on his sword, but hasn't drawn it. Uh-oh. You climb up and you are already swallowed by the smell uh, as you open the door to the attic. Uh, it is the same smell of the greening mujina. It is vinegar, and you can see barrel after barrel of vinegar and piles and piles of pickled and drying cabbage all around the place and you can see a lot of flies coming in and following them you find a body it seems to be a decapitated blood-dried body of a ronin to guessing by the swords they have lying around so as you know this is probably watchful as i find that i call out to minoru and yuzume minoru sama yuzume san i believe i have found our missing friend 
do I notice anything unusual about just sort of where anything about the placement of the body or like, you know, anything that seems odd in the sense that I like anything, anything odd about the decapitated body in front of me? It seems almost to be resting and the swords have not been drawn. So it does not look like there was a fight here. Interesting. I point that out. Ludo, I don't know if we would. Um, do we have the services of a dead reader? No, you won't have to get one. Minoru, in fact, out loud, Hajime-san, remind me to find us the service of a dead reader next time. Of course. So what? Watchful is dead. Why is Minoru so emotional about this dead body in this cabbage and vinegar attic? It reminds Minoru all too much of the last time he was around a murdered body, which was him doing the murder. And the fact that this was their biggest lead, and now he's very dead. It is most curious. You start by going to the open window. I mean, it's the obvious point where of entrance or exit, and you see no more. The, nobody snuck through the window or flew through it. You also found that the blood is not anywhere. You would expect some blood to be around, even uh, if the body is completely sanguinated. And you look at the trapdoor that leads to the first floor, and there's also no marks. I mean, it was closed. And as you go around tracing your steps, you realize that uh, Watchful was lying down on this position before he was decapitated. But again, there is no sign of violence. And you look around it and uh, you cannot figure exactly what blade could have been used to decapitate the head that way. It seems at the same time too clean and uh, too rugged, which again, it will not make sense. It would be more like something cut through pressure than actual cutting. And in fact, you cannot even see the bone. Well, what can make a decapitation happen at the same time that also does not leave the top vertebrae exposed? Also, how did they cut through the bone? That's always the hardest part. So it is a kind of baffling, but you are pretty confident about this. I was going to relay just it wasn't a sneak attack. He was peacefully laying down and Izume consult the spirits. I don't think this was any sword I've ever seen. I'm also going to if there's any peasants walking by, I'm going to have one of them fetch untouchables for me. Dad, it takes a while for you to get uh, to see a peasant walking around. And they don't seem very pleased to going in into the moon outside, but they have to obey the samurai. So what do you do in the meantime? I mean, I'll consult with the spirits if we have the time for that. Yeah, you do. Ludo, would it like would Yuzume know if it was more dangerous to try to reach out to Watchful, given how he died? Yeah, you know that if it's going, if dark magics are involved, you might not even know very well what you are calling to you. Yeah, I think she will lean on her favorites and ask the air kami if they saw anything. Uh, she has a better rapport with them. First, you notice that the spirits are afraid around it. 
the air time you seem to be avoiding this location and as you beckon them to come to you they they whisper to you about the voyages of a watchful and they describe with great horror as he takes to fly at night and how whenever he goes out to fly it scares all of them and they scurry away as much as possible and last time that he went to fly he did not come back and they are even more terrified because they don't know what he's doing and they beckon to you please please deal with this take him away so that we can play on this house again Oh, that sounds like so much fun. Oh, God. <laughs> that's 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 worrying. So, yeah, I think then I'm going to have her ask, did any of you see who did this to Watchful? Yes, I'm confused. Doing what to Watchful? He's fine. Are you telling me that Watchful is alive in the human sense, the way that I am? He's not breathing, that's for sure. But that was never been a problem before. Did Watchful never breathe, even when he would walk around in this house? Yes. This is why he scares so much us. Thank you. And before he decided to lie down like this, was he with anyone else? A person like me or a creature like him? He was alone. Did something come out of him? What do you mean? Watchful went to flying. I have a body made of flesh. What you see on the ground of Watchful is flesh. When you say he has gone flying, is that also a creature of flesh? Yes. Did that creature of flesh appear from the one beside me here? It's also Watchful. It's all Watchful. Thank you. I appreciate all of this information. I must uh, tell those who are with me. Thank you. She waves the wind chimes that she has normally kept tucked in her obi for when she communes with the air kami to dismiss them unless they have anything else they want to tell her. They leave. And she looks absolutely aghast and uh, gets up to tell the others everything that the Kami just told her. Yeah, uh, your twin keep telling you stories about that. And it is the reason why during your entire childhood, you were deadly afraid of pickled food and leaving your window open at night. This, as soon as... Yuzube finishes, Minoru's eyes kind of go off into the distance. This, Yuzume, you know how to ward an area from spirits, right? Jaw drops and she just forgets propriety completely and says, of course I can. You need to start doing it immediately. It's a Panangolin? It's It's an evil witch that can separate its head from its body. It has to pickle the body, though. Oh, my fortunes. Uh Close the windows. Okay, yeah, she's going to just, like, rush to close the windows as quickly as she can. Um, as soon as you say this, Hajime is just fucking, like, his jaw just drops and he says, excuse me? 
It flies in through windows and drinks blood. I'm not kidding, Hajime. And I, like Minoru's slamming another window shut. I am just going, I'm slamming every window shut that I can find. And literally, it's just like, as he's doing it, he's saying, you're saying this is a witch that haunts pickles? I don't get it. He says, I hate this. It it separates its head from its body, and its body needs to be kept around vinegar to stay pickled. Yeah, but there's a thing that you remember. Every story that your brother told to scare you, it uh, was always at night, but... The world is here and it's, it's, well, it's still daylight. I mean, it's going to get night soon, but it's still day. It, it always used to appear at, at night, but I, I don't know. I, sometimes they have, I, I don't know, but we need to seal off this place from it. My Lord, I will defer to your knowledge here and I will ward the building. But if there is a chance that it is only active at night, and this is the scene we find in daytime. I do recommend we also look at the chef. I will begin the wards right away, however. And she begins just sitting and uh, communing again. She knows she's going to need like paper and ink, or at the very least, chalk. But she's kind of ready to do what she can. Yeah, I don't know what I would be doing. I think I'm just following Minoru's lead. I'm basically, like, I'm not just following Minoru's lead. I'm following Minoru around because this is. Ajibe is way out of his element here and has no clue what to do in the situation. So he's just he's just following around Minoru and doing whatever he says. Minoru is telling Hajime-san, help me spill this vinegar. I I, I do that. I just I just start kicking over barrels of vinegar. As you start turning vinegar, you can see that there are some stains formed where it spills, and you realize that there seems to be some ichor some black reddish ichor on some of the barrels like dried blood it it is it doing anything the the creature itself drinks blood i i don't know i just meant the ichor is it just is it just being goop on the ground or is it like doing a thing okay i'm probably i'm grossed out but i'm just gonna keep doing it because i don't know what else to do there oh my god i almost had i almost started crying but after we kick over the vinegar it's all on yazume yeah, what do I need to do, Ludo? You can just make a simple ward. Unless it's a threshold, it's not gonna... Yeah, just simple warding. Yeah. So it's done. So what do you know next? Do we have any idea how much longer before the untouchables arrive? You have no idea. Should we not destroy the body? This has gone from us assuming that this is a, a human corpse to something entirely different, my lord. And I think Minoru's like standing there trying to think back to when he was a kid... There's a we can destroy the body, sanctify it. Oh, there was a third way. What was the third? I can't remember the third way. We can't just start a fire here. We'll burn down all the warehouses. I think the ward and the closed windows should keep it from entering. What will it do if it cannot enter, though? Is it possible that it can take on another body? As far as I remember, no. I think we close this up. We write a note saying that no one is to open any doors or windows on it, and we continue to find the chef in case it's another body for it. Ludo, is um, sanctifying a body something that any Shugenja would know how to do off the top of your head, or is that something that's like, no, this is a specific invocation? Well, making the basic rights, you know, to keep a body, and you know, safe and ritually clean until it's properly handled. It's something that every priest gets trained 
especially samurai, as they tend to be around battlefields. So you just do the sanctifying rites around it. So Yuzume will sanctify the body as best she can, given that she doesn't have everything on her that she might normally back at the compound. And when... As you are then, the body starts to turn into ash and just dissipate into the air. Excellent, excellent, excellent. I still think we need to check on the cook. I agree, and we should make sure to leave a note so that the untouchables don't blunder in here and hurt themselves or accidentally gain, pick up some of the spiritual corruption of this place. I mean, I, I thoroughly agree with that. Can we... Is there someone around who we can just sort of like grab and be like, hey, stand right here and just know that a an Emerald Magistrate just said, don't come in here and specifically tell the untouchables who are coming here like solely to do this, that we changed our minds. Okay, you're going to have the nearest present on your way out and basically... This, this one also seems annoyed, I bet. Uh, more terrified than annoyed. We keep just grabbing random random strangers and being like, I know you're doing stuff, but now you're doing this. So, uh, where do you go to next? The restaurant the other chef was working at across town. The Lark Song. Yes, the Lark Song. Okay. And you can already hearing shouting around as you can see the innkeeper outside talking with a bunch of firefighters. Uh, and clear distress, begging the firefighter something. I'm going to look at the innkeeper. What's happening? Quickly. Uh, Samurai Sam, magistrate, please. You have to arrest Mayumi. Why? They were trying to escape earlier today. They, they did something terrible. What did they do? I have no idea. I cannot even describe. You have to see it by yourself. Where is it? And she leads you inside into the second the into the second floor in one of the rooms. Already from outside, you can see that the paper walls they are covered in dark blood. I am going to turn around and yell at the fire at the fireman gang. I want you to close all of the windows in this place now. Then I'm going to open the door to the blood spattered room. You see a man on his 30s, terrified, uh, hiding behind on a corner with a futon in, in front of him. It is covered in blood. There is blood all around the room, except for a single spot. Well, a single massive spot, as if there is something gigantic crouched in the room and the blood did not get into, into the walls on where it stood. And there is a bunch of ash, quite similar to the one created when you sanctified the body, all around the floor. Mayumi keeps shaking. Please, mercy, mercy. I did nothing. I don't know where the blood came from. Uh, I was trying to run away, but I did not do anything. Quiet. I want you to calmly and slowly approach into this hallway. And I'm going to look at Hajime. Hajime-san? He looks at Minoru. You have the most refined sense of smell that I know. When he comes out, you don't need to get too close, but tell me if he stinks of vinegar. Uh, Hajime 
Uh, yeah, Hajime just like just kind of like just nods wide eyed and uh, gets ready to try to get some vinegar stink off this man. He seems to have a faint smell of vinegar on his hands. He smells a bit of vinegar and cabbage on his hands. I smell a bit of vinegar. Minoru-sama is a is one of these creatures meant to reek of it. Yes, they have to preserve themselves in it. Just to be safe, Yuzume-san, would you perform the same rite upon him? So yeah, uh, Yuzume uh, looks at Mayumi and says, let me, uh, allow me to cleanse you after your ordeal in case any of the blood has stained you, and then does so. Yeah, you do that, and he seems more freaked out than anything, and does not seem calm at all by your rituals. It seems pretty obvious to you that, you know, you're dealing with a human being. Uh, it's still, you know, a freaked out human being that is not calming any by this. Cool. <laughs> My lord, this is a somewhat unorth- unorthodox situation, but I do believe that Mayumi-san would benefit from some time away from this building. Uh, perhaps a stiff drink. Perhaps we should let them leave for now. All right. I do want to know what happened, but I'm not going to like grill this dude. It seems pretty cut and dry to Minoru what happened. Like I feel like we could sit, like take them somewhere and, and have a drink, but like and then talk to them. As far as I can tell, and Ludo will catch might chime in if I'm wrong, when Yuzume completed the funerary rites, the head the panagolit exploded. What is that what you're gonna report on on your official investigation? I think we can come back and investigate the room uh, when we don't have this person in there. Like, I don't think we need to completely dismiss this person, but, like, we, we will still need to do some follow-up stuff. I can just ask him what happened. Yeah, that's what what happened. Like, what happened to you? I, I woke up and I was being strangled by entrails. I know it doesn't make any sense, but it was... Just like the guts of a fish, but larger all around me. And then as I was going to scream, there was just this long tongue that was forced down my throat. And I was suffocating. I had this vague notion of something impossible large squeezing inside my room. And it just turned into an endless maw of teeth and insect wings. And... In the blink of an eye, it just tore the entrails to shreds. And they were just gone as fast as they came. And there was just ash all around me. Ash and blood. I immediately tried to escape. But that's when the innkeeper saw me. And I've been hiding here as she's trying to get me arrested. Sir, you need to come with us. Let's turn back the clock and, as you know, while they are having their meetings with the heirs, Aiko is making his move. He's setting things in motion. Now, they they finally seeing what is going on around Yorosaka. He has a better measure of what the future might hold and got a feeling of both the Imperials and the three clans around Yorosaka. How? Aiko is planning to use his position and influence across Emerald society to guide the future of, well, let's be honest, both the town, the party, and himself. 
Aiko finds it important above most other things. After we've spent the last several weeks interviewing and discussing with the heads and representatives of the nearby major clans, we've almost entirely ignored or been kept away from interacting with any minor clans. And before any moves can be made on a game board, you have to understand all the pieces. Aiko wants to ensure he has the time to sit down with representatives from each of the local minor clans to get a perspective on their wants and needs and figure out what he needs to be taking into account before he makes any major moves. And how is that going to manifest itself? While the meetings are going on, could Aiko go ahead and draft a letter to Mama Hataru that he had spoken with the head of the Imperial Legions on construction? We just needed the supplies. Supplies necessary to rebuild the Riverside District. His request outline to Doji Hataru will be along the lines of if the resources can be provided for this district and certain assets from the, the Daidoji Merchant Council or the Sakai Vassal family can be assigned to the city, the crane will have an early foothold in the establishing commercial lines being set up in Hirosaka. Considering how things went with Shizue and how reluctant she was to openly accept the proposal from Miyasora to just give it to the crane, the round is pretty much preemptively prepared. You know that it's going to take a while until you get the response, but uh, you know because uh, Doji Otaro is currently uh, traveling for uh, her father's uh, funeral, but you have a good feeling about this. You think you're going to get this approved and you are in a good position to have this delivered. And in fact, if you do this uh, fast enough, you already have something to prove the moment that uh, Otaro approves of her plan. And you look over the plans that you decided to the dockyard and your eyes gaze over the three large warehouses and rice brokers from the three clans more dedicated to commerce in Rokugan. And you go into the, the newest addition to the Riverport. What unique landmark are you adding to the plans now that you are very sure you're going to set this reconstruction in motion? Aiko is looking over the plans. He's analyzing the different possibilities, connecting with the different great minor clans, trying to rebuild up Hirosaka as a trade center. And he will choose to go ahead and add a large dry dock um, section along the southern end of the river district for the own for Hirosaka's own production and construction of river and potentially now you can get out to the ocean from here. So just river river going vessels. So it is at this moment that uh, you can hear your three companions coming back into the complex after their latest investigation and round of meetings as the day is approaching its end. That is the first thing you notice before you can see them is the stink of vinegar. Quote well, Doji-san, pickles are in season. It's, it's rough. Asahina-san, I know that you have your different delicacies you enjoy partaking in, but did you really have to go dunk yourself and the rest of our companions in vinegar this time? Aiko-san, I think I may need to have you write the strangest report you've ever written. Stranger than the time in southern Ayuchi lands, Minoru-san? Perhaps not that strange. 
that is reassuring. I will prepare the material. Iko gets out the, the writing implements and the paper to take down the report of whatever Minoru is about to tell him. How do you make leave to take a shower? Minoru starts to relay the report of investigating into this pickle witch. And it's not until near the it's not until near the end of it that Minoru, much like I had this revelation much later, as he's like, and we brought the would-be victim to the temple to be inspected for signs of the Shadowlands taint. Izume? Yes, my lord. I can't the taint be spread through any sort of contact with something a tainted person has prepared? My lord, I didn't detect any cancer when I was communing around the creature. You think about this scene and what you know about these type of creatures, this type of infiltrators, they tend to be pretty good at hiding their tainted presence and they tend to hide themselves from spirits and this also means that Dark spirits don't think to cling to them as they won't reveal their position and tainted nature. However, their bodies are still highly tainted. And you figure that something that was in contact with its blood or with its, well, viscera would probably risk uh, contamination with taint. But it's very unlikely that it will propagate through the vinegar. It will need to go into direct contact with its killing organs or its blood. So she thinks for a moment and runs all of that through her head and her face pales. She looks up at Minoru and just says, yes, it it could well have been tainted. The the man who we found in the inn could have it. We we need to get him right away. We need to we need to fix this. We need to test him. Is Hajime back from his shower? He comes downstairs as this is all wrapping up. He's like got wearing like a nice, a nice robe and he's got uh, his hair wrapped up in a towel and he looks at everyone's very serious faces and he says, if I missed something again, he, he like pats his pockets and he says, oh, I don't have my, I don't have my notepad. Never mind. Minoru looks, Hajime, I need you and Aiko to go and fetch the man who was covered in blood from the inn. Take him to a temple. He has to be kept there. My lord, with all due respect, wouldn't the Shugenja of the party make more sense to deal with an issue such as this than the bureaucrat? Mizume and myself are going to go warn the untouchables, who are probably about to start scrubbing that room, about the danger. If he has any family as well, anyone he may have come into contact with, we may need to shut down the inn he was working in. We need a plan to contain this as much as we can. Minoru's eyes kind of just Aiko-san. I, I need someone, in case he starts to resist, to act commanding. Aiko runs a few calculations through his head as to how much time he has to keep pushing his plans and then sighs and gives a curt nod. Very well. I will deal with this issue as well I can. Thank you, Aiko-san. Asahina says, I will just be a moment and walks back upstairs to go change into his into his business clothes. Some fresh business clothes, not the same ones, not the vinegar ones. All right, and with that, I guess we split, let's split up, gang. So what are the others making, uh, doing in the meantime? I mean, you two are going to get the guy and the other two, what are you doing? We're going to go make sure the untouchables who are undoubtedly being called to clean the blood off the walls aren't doing it in a way that would lead to them also collecting the Shadowlands taint. 
Uh, they already handled three victims. Sounds to me like uh, a big case of uh, closing the door after the thieves already took everything. I guess we're gathering them and they'll have to be tested as well. We're doing contact tracing. That's what we need to do. We need to find everyone who may have come into contact with it, people who live with them, and we need to start testing them. But we don't have what we need to test them. Mm -hmm. It sounds like me that uh, it's a job for the 7th Legion. You know what? Yeah, let's get the 7th Legion. So I think we're going to start that because it's the closest thing. So... We see the two of you approaching uh, the barracks of the Seventh Legion, and it's one of the officers of uh, Kitsuko Onso is in station. It is, uh, do you recognize the sergeant as uh, Sepun Gosham? And Sepun Gosham seems to be sitting at the table, careful tending to a bonsai. And you notice that uh, next to the bonsai seems to be a lot of plans, maps about Hirosaka as well as different different building plans. Oh, Emerald Magistrate, uh, what takes you here at this time? I'm afraid that Itsuko Onzo is not here. I will, will need your immediate help, and I'm going to relay to him that we dealt with a Panagolin, and that there's a possibility of Untouchables having been exposed to the Shadowlands tape, in addition to one other person that my Yuriki are fetching. Hmm. What do you want us to do? We need your assistance in tracing as many people as possible who these individuals may have come into contact with. We have people who have been working with bodies of previous victims of this creature over the last few days, and we need to get people in one place so that we can test them. We need the resources to test them as well. We need to do this quickly so that it doesn't spread further, if it has spread at all. Mm, I see. Well, it's a good thing that the, the village people, they tend to keep to their place. I'm going to take some proofs and I'm going to patrol around and make sure that uh, they are informed of the situation. We keep them in lockdown. We're going to interrupt any, any ongoing funerary process and whatnot and let them stay there until we get someone from the temple district to see at that. How does that sound? Sounds like the best of a series of difficult options. I'll go to, I guess, Izume's son. Do you know anyone in the Temple District who we can convince to help? I've been there several times. I'm sure I can speak with someone. Hmm. And Sepun Gosha seems to take a good look at the two of you as I'm pondering something. What should I write, uh, Commander Tsurushi Tomatsu, about this incident? The truth that a creature corrupted by the Shadowlands has, was creeping amongst Hirosaka without any notice. We've dealt with it and we will be dealing with any possible fallout from it swiftly. I see. And he returns his attention to the bonsai. So we get to the cranes as they leave the complex and you hear footsteps and you can see Kaina approaching and she is rubbing her mouth as she seems to be finishing eating something and she waves her, her mechanical arm at you trying to get your attention. Hey, what's going on? 
Asahina san and I have both been assigned uh, impromptu duty by Bayushi Minoru-sama. I believe that he wanted us to apprehend and speak to a certain individual, although I am not aware of their identity. Asahina san is directing me to the location. Oh, I already handled that. I was at the location, I heard about what was going on, and I took the liberty of taking the man to the temple district. He's there with uh, one of the abots. I think his name is Asano or something like that. So is that... Hajime's jaw just drops, and he says, Kainasan, the entire city of Hirosaka may owe you a great debt. Well, not really. I mean, I was in the place. I Greening Mujin is usually a place where I go for information when I'm in town. And I heard you paid a visit, so I decided to see if there were any loose ends that uh, you have not told me, you know, to not be officially compromised. Your reaction time and decision to step up show great character. Minoru-sama made a wise decision when hiring you on as his Yuriki. Well, I don't know about that. I had not done anything. I suppose I should have got involved on in that case, but I've been looking into something, and she looks around to make sure that it's only the three of you that might interest you. Have you heard about the rumors about this town? I have heard many rumors about Hirosaka. Yes. Is there a specific one that you're referring to? Uh, about the caverns under the city. Have you heard of that one? I'm afraid not, although I rarely find myself in a mood prohibiting a good story. Would you mind sharing this one? So to put it simply, people always say that uh, there were some kind of caverns under the town, that uh, there used to be some ruins before the town was founded and before the mod came here. And they use it as evidence that the mods seem to be able to come freely in and out of the city and the keep without getting any attention that they knew about the caverns. Uh, but nobody really found the passage. And uh, it has been dismissed as a rumor, especially after what happened last winter. And the most elaborate ones even say that the caverns are not really on this realm. That to actually enter into the caverns, you have to go through the realm of dreams. That's why the 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 mods settle here. Well, I don't know about any of that. I think the situation is pretty simpler. That uh, there is some kind of underground complex. I think it is the ancient town of the mod because, well, practical reasons. There was not an ancestral shrine in the castle before the disaster. So they had to have one somewhere. They get the feeling that it was underground. And this is probably what people are talking about. The moth were, of course, very secretive. I, Now that you mention it, I do recall no official record of their shrine. Hmm. Well, and the caverns, again, most people just tell it like story because they will think that these close to the rivers, they will probably be flooded. But I think I have found, based on the reports that used to exist about events that transpire and across in my network, I have four locations that I shortlisted as possible entrances into the cavern complex. Do you have a map or some sort of diagram showing where these four locations are? Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, Doji-sama, this is not going to happen. I'm a Yoriki. 
currently, first and foremost, I'm an artifact hunter. I explore things and I'm famous for it. I'm not just gonna hand this over to you. I'm bringing, yeah. Oh, there was a misunderstanding. I was meaning to suggest that you could take Asahina-san to assist you in scouting these locations so that I may attend to other business pressing the Emerald Office. This is going to take more than Asahina-sama, with due respect. Uh, anything that Yoriki can do, I already did. After all, and she points to her GT. After all, I've been interested with it. These four locations, they are the last possible entrances that I shortlisted because I already inspected other 13 locations. These I've been, I've been having a lot of problems getting access to. I will need uh, some serious backup. What scope of backup will you be acquiring to explore these locations? I believe that with the proper paperwork, we should be able to requisition the necessary labor to uncover, if that is your intent. <laughs> she laughs and uh, turns to Asahina. Is he always like this? He grins real big and says... If you get or if you get a little bit of tea in him and have the opportunity to discuss clothes, then he tends to lighten up. But otherwise, I would say so. And he grins at Iko, knowing that he is lightly bullying him, but only because he, for all of his character works, genuinely likes Iko. Now, I appreciate the sentiment, Dojisama, uh, but this is not a, a thing that the requisition form will solve. There will be definitely a lot of people that need convincing, but... As I said, this has to be something in, done in person with a small, capable crew. And I was going to, well, talk to the magistrate and eventually you if we all want to assemble one before maybe someone else discovers this. Because, well, let's be frank, I want to be the one that wants to discover this. But if I cannot, I'm going to sell the information because that is not incompatible with... Uh, my position as a Yoriki. I believe an apology is in order. I am no treasure hunter and accustomed to a different sort of work. Bayushi Minoru-sama is occupied. He just left on another urgent task. I do not know when he will return. But if you do ever need assistance acquiring the workforce for your expedition or the proper paperwork, leaving those areas to be undisturbed so that you may continue your hunts, please do stop by my office at any time. I will do so if Bayushi Minorusi's feet need to bother you. Anyway, I'm going to take a rest for the rest of the night. And I'm going to call it early today because I hope tomorrow is going to be a long day. And I'm going to start with this. So I'm going to approach Minoru tomorrow to see if he wants to go tom hunting. See you soon. Have a pleasant evening, Kanesan, and thank you once again. And he bows. Uh, thoroughly impressed, mostly. A pleasure learning from you, as always. Iko bows as well. So what is your reaction before you return, I guess? It is intriguing to Iko, but very much of a different realm, literally, than what his job here in Hirosaga is. So he doesn't have a whole lot to follow up with it, aside from reporting all the information to Minoru, if asked for. I think just like just the spiritual context of it is like, I mean, you know, obviously I'm an Asahina. I know stuff about spirits to an extent or at least a small amount, um, but it's kind of a little over Hajime's head, but he still recognizes the gravity of this and is extremely impressed that she has done all of this legwork. 
Like, don't get me wrong. This is important stuff, but it's not important to Aiko. Asahina-san, I do not know what Minoru-sama intends for us to do now that our dear associate has already handled the issue. Perhaps we should head back to the magistrate station? I cannot think of anything better to do in this moment. I think that that will be the easiest way to ensure that we see them again soon. And I did pick up a particularly lovely blend of tea in town the other day, which I think you may very well enjoy. We can drink some as we discuss the patterns that are coming into fashion for the summer. And he gives that same kind of slightly shit-eating grin again. Aiko nods, totally missing the humor behind Asahina's words, and then says, Yes, I agree. I think that would be a good use of time, at least for now, while I work out what to do this evening. I'd be delighted to join you for tea, Asahina-san. The Emerald Lands, their wonders, and horrors were played by Ludo. They can be found at Dilethiel on Twitter and Ichio, as well as at Heroes of the Republic. Bayushi Minoru was played by Brad. He can be found on Discord at BZAJ1648 and at Twitter at BZAJDABarbarian. Sakai no Doji Eiko was played by Evan. He can be found on Facebook as Evan Strite, Discord as PushyMushy1871, and on fellow L5R actual play, Secondhand Strife. Soshi Yuzume was played by Charlie. She can be found on Discord as Rieselian and on Twitter at BowserJ, where you can find links to her L5R blog. Asahina Hajime was played by Sam. He can be found on Discord and Reddit as Live From My Basement and on Instagram at SJSedlarchek. This is a Court Games podcast. You can find out more about them at Court Games Pod on Twitter or at their site, CourtGamesPod.com. Legend of the Five Rings is the intellectual property of Fantasy Flight Games. Thank you.